Welcome to the High Heels and Tea Podcast, a place where we share free game on womanhood from entrepreneurship, friendships, and relationships. The High Heels and Tea Podcast is the place for females to connect and grow. And if you want to work alongside of me, Crystal Lee, and Rhonda Hunt in 2021 to share your experiences, then we welcome you to contact us to be a guest featured. All the information on how to are in the episode notes for sure. For this episode, we're joined by real estate agent, Julie Beth Marquez. She's sharing so much free game on how to prepare yourself as a first time homeowner, the pitfalls of real estate and the road she had to take from bankruptcy to home ownership. Grab your pen and your notepad and let's get into this episode. Welcome to the High Hills and Tea Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Lee. This is Rhonda. And today we have with us a special guest, Zulibel. Say hello. Hi. Thanks for having me. No problem at all. So Zulibel. Okay, it's a realtor. She moved here from Denver, Colorado five years ago um, and is now a realtor here in St. Louis. So welcome. Welcome. All right. So we're going to dive into a handful of questions to get you guys um, hip to Zuli Bell and her background and how she can also help you, okay, in real estate and purchasing new homes and more. So first of my first question is, what makes real estate your passion? Because that's a pretty dope industry. Thank you. Um, it never started off as a passion. I okay. kind of um, developed it when I started working for a title company. Yeah. Um, I used to work as an admin, mm -hmm. preparing the documents for the closings. And I used to just see the families go there and, you know, so sign all the papers and I would just see them crying and just so excited <laughs> that they were in the house. And I oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's pretty dope. Yeah. I was going to mention, um, I remember when I purchased my home, um, the process, it wasn't long. Like sometimes it could be really long. It wasn't long and I did use a realtor, mm -hmm. but the bank needed so much information yeah. from me. Yeah. That by the time it was closing, I didn't even take off of work. I didn't celebrate. I went, I closed, and I went back to work. I was like, I'm over it. Mm -hmm. Thank you for the keys. Mm -hmm. I'm ready to go. I am over it. And then I remember them sending me an email uh, after I closed and asking for something. I was like, no, no, I got the <laughs> no keys. No more documents. No more documents. you had some more questions, you should never gave me the keys. I'm done. I am yeah. over it. It was just such an exhausting process with something like that is that stuff you witness too with all the time all the time what is this is a question that i didn't have but i just thought about what is the longest process you've ever been a part of when it came to how to purchasing a home you mean in terms of like closing or yeah. just working with a client no like okay so when you yeah just working with a client to pick the perfect house and because closing is not a long process right it's no, just once you pick yeah, yeah. picking up perfect house. Sign your life away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're signing on a dotted line. And this is a, everywhere. Know, this is just a perception, or this is true. But it's like you're signing on the dotted line. I can officially have bad credit. <laughs> 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 I got my house, and I don't need my credit for nothing else. 
or whatever, but what's the longest process? Um, just recently, I was working with a, a client of mine that we started working together um, two years ago. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, you know, when you start the process, you ultimately find out that you're not particularly ready for it. Right. Right then and then. Like so you got to like, put it off and figure some stuff out. He was having issues with documents as well. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it gets pretty tricky when you are... Um, Self-employed, you don't have to take W-2. Yeah. really picky about that stuff. Mm -hmm. So he had to kind of put it back, kind mm -hmm. of get himself together. And then just recently, um, we closed on his first house. Oh, congrats and to you. Yeah. It was a big day for him. I yes. was excited for him because he also um, became a citizen yeah. on that same yeah. day. So he got what? his citizenship that morning, and then he went straight to the closing. Yeah, that's awesome. For him. But it was yeah years before we got to that point where I worked with him, showed him a bunch of houses, sent him resources to figure out his finances and things like that. But I mean, it's about two I, years. I bet you he felt the same way I did. Mine was a month. But I was just like, thank you. Bye. <laughs> I didn't do a housewarming. I didn't I was just dead exhausted. I had all my documentation, but I just never had someone to ask me the type of questions that they did, um, mm -hmm. ask for the type of information. They were like, even as much as, can you prove these are your kids? And I'm like, what? <laughs> you know? Uh, that's what I'm so, do. I had to provide. <laughs> yeah, I had to provide proof of even those little details, and it was just word. And um, me personally, I was definitely coming off of bad credit uh, from a lot of credit card uh, debt that I had in my younger years. And so they weren't even like, you know, um, interrogating me about it per se, but they wanted to know, okay, this happened, cool, but did you pay for it? Or did your mom pay for it? Mm -hmm. Or did someone else? And I'm like, I paid for it. Well, can you show proof? Yeah. So I remember I had to go to like H&R Block, anywhere I found my taxes, mm -hmm. got my old, you know, you know, your courts, you get your money loaded on uh -huh. and get the PDF files of all my transactions and show that this was my tax refund, this was my debit card, and this is the charge that shows proof I paid, paid it. Yeah. yeah. It was crazy. Wow. I was like, I'll do it, but... Sure. <laughs> and it seems like every time you submit something, mm -hmm. they'll read something it else. and they'll need something else from it. Yes. Okay, well, now we see this and we need you to prove this. this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I re and look, I got so many stories. As soon as you said that, I was like, oh. I remember I had a. It was Friday. I was closing on Monday, and which mm -hmm. I knew that. And Friday afternoon, no, it was like yeah, Friday afternoon. It was a Cardinals game, so everyone went to the Cardinals game, and they were like, yeah. By the way, you know, you're gonna need X amount of thousand dollars for closing. And I was like, huh? Yeah. I thought I was just closing. They were like. You didn't think you were going to have to pay something? And fortunately, I had like IRAs and stuff with Edward Jones. And I had to run to them before they closed and grab my money and put it in a check and deposit. It was just a lot. Like I said, look at me. I'm it's a whole situation. I'm traumatized. Just this last closing I had, they, the title company called back and said that they didn't collect uh, the full amount because when they prepared the documents, they were off on their numbers. Mm -hmm. So basically, it was on my client to come back with an extra $1,200 after the closing. See? Yes. So, and it was her lender's mistake because they didn't write the proper number for the title company to collect at the closing. Mm -hmm. So she Man. brought what she was told oh, to yeah. bring. Right. 
But then she had that hiccup right after the closing. And it was, you know, and, and it's crazy because for her, it was a smooth process. Mm -hmm. She had all of her documents ready. Yeah. She had everything on point. And then the closing went perfectly easy. And then right after, it's like, we're not uh, we need extra money. So it was a little hiccup for her. We were celebrating how easy it was. And then. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Had to have a problem. I had to mix it. Yeah. <laughs> well, had, and this is this is a question that I'm just getting. Sorry about that. Um, from what you're mentioning, why do you think that is so? Or what is from your experience of being a realtor? Why is it such a strange process in so many words to buy a home? You know. You know what? Right now, it's even worse because of COVID. Mm. COVID has definitely put um, made things a little bit harder. There's different, um, they expect different things from you. I mean, when I closed on my house, they called the day before my closing to make mm -hmm. sure I wasn't furloughed, which I was, mm -hmm. the day before the closing. Mm -hmm. So you, I'm thinking... You're good to go. Yes, you, you get the clear to close, but like mm -hmm. it's, it's very, um, and you have to be really particular on what lenders you go with because mm -hmm. um the lender that my last client was using they're they're good you know yeah. they, they did pretty good it was just a small mistake that turned out to be a big mistake but then yeah. right now they're really overwhelmed lenders are very very overwhelmed right now because there's so many people that are buying because of the interest rates being low mm -hmm. so there's a, a lot on their table right now so i think mm -hmm. it's just like little little mistakes from them just being really busy. I yeah. can only imagine what it's going to be after COVID, right? Mm -hmm. Right. I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just like, well, I'm looking at it from this way too, right? And this kind of will speak to your background. That's the things you shared. Like a lot of people lost their jobs. Um, there are programs and different things that are out there that are helping people financially. Of course, you got the stimulus, mm -hmm. you got unemployment um they're throwing extra money with that so there 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 is help mm -hmm. um but when it all clears and you know you might get an actual good job and how is they going to look trying to buy a house and will covid be something that is legit yeah uh, sound like okay you know sound what during COVID, you lost your job, mm -hmm. you lost your house. During this period, yeah. we, we disregard these transactions exactly. on your credit. Exactly. Because they would have to, because how they're like, they have so many programs for people that are currently in home, mm -hmm. that they have the COVID relief for lenders or during a situation like a time like this, why, I guess that's why they ask you, are you furloughed? Because they're like, wait a minute, we don't want to give you this money, but then you're furloughed, so now you got to go into a forbearance or something. Mm -hmm. So... I guess that them just looking out for themselves. Yeah, but yeah. I'm interested to kind of see how it goes. Yeah. yeah. Whenever we can officially say we're post-COVID, I don't know, oh. when we have grandkids or something running around, we're like, yeah, we're officially post-COVID. I'm over it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't so, know. I know you mentioned, too, in um, our just conversations that you had to do bankruptcy um, and now you're a homeowner and I know that is a story for a lot of people yeah so can you share how or what happened mm -hmm. that had you to file bankruptcy to how did you get to become a homeowner it was it was a long process I filed in 2011 or 12 okay so it wasn't too, too long ago 
And I filed because I, that's when the market crashed. Well, okay. So when I was working for the title company and I wanted to get into real estate, the market wasn't doing very well. Okay. And my boss at the title company, I asked him because he was the owner of the mortgage company. And, you know, I was like, Hey, you think I can do that? And their job looks really neat. You know, like you think that's something I can do. And he, he was honest with me and said, you can absolutely do it, but just mm -hmm. not right now because the market <laughs> is doing really bad and they're struggling and it's a hundred percent commission. And he knew that at that time I took care of my mom and my little sister. Yeah. So he said, just stick here with me and, um, you know, we'll get you there. So market crashed and mm -hmm. his business went under. Mm -hmm. So I lost my job there. Mm -hmm. And then from there I started, you know, I would get employed and then they would go under. So I got to the point where I had to pick between, all of my credit card bills mm -hmm. and mortgage, mm -hmm. mom, my mom's mortgage, because we used to live together. And um, so I just let all my credit cards go. Like prior to that, I had A plus credit. I had big balances. Like it's like those mistakes you make when you're young. Okay. And you got to understand just because you can get this. Does that mean you need it? Left, you know? <laughs> yes. So, but I didn't think anything mm -hmm. of it because I always paid my bills. I always mm -hmm. you know, was on time. But then when I had to pick between one or the other, I had to let all that go mm -hmm. and I got to the point where I was able to get a stable job at the dental company and um, I started to make a payment plan with, I consolidated and I was paying all of it off, mm -hmm. but then I got pregnant. Mm -hmm. So then I'm thinking to myself, and at that time, personal situation was iffy. I didn't know if I was going to be doing this on my own or not. And I'm thinking mm -hmm. to myself, I'm dishing out like $700 a month, month for these, for credit, these cards. credit cards. Wow. And I'm about to have a baby. I take care of my mom and my sister. It's just my income alone. Mm -hmm. So I saw a financial advisor and he told me like, you can wipe this all out and start fresh, but just know you're not going to be able to like get credit cards or buy a house for at least five years. And at that time I'm like, well, five years. Okay. So I got five years to get my credit back together. That, that should be fine. I can rent. So I just got um, a credit card from my bank. But because I did file bankruptcy, they wouldn't approve me for their money. But they did give me the opportunity to give them 500 of my, my cash gosh, yeah. and put it on a credit card and use it as a credit card. So yeah, it was important. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I only use it for gas. Mm -hmm. At this point, I was disciplined and I was like... There's no, I mean, every now and then I'd get a pair of shoes or something, but that card was <laughs> for gas. Okay. I used it just so that I can have a report to my credit, and he told me to hurry up and pay my car off so that you can show that there's a paid mm -hmm. loan on your um, credit you know, on your report. Yeah. yeah. So I just did that for years, and then I finally got my credit back up and saved money. Did you experience any other um, challenges outside of like buying a home in court? Because of course you're aware if I make this decision that these particular decisions are off the table, buying housing, um, cars and things like that. Mm -hmm. But did you experience any challenges with renting? Yeah. They make you pay a, 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 yeah, a deposit. deposit. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, a higher deposit every time. I, yeah. Every apartment, there was they go off your credit report. Mm -hmm. Like, is she going to pay her rent or not? You know, yeah. she's my, my, it doesn't look like it. My, you know, yeah. but so we're just going to ask for instead of a, a month and mm -hmm. deposit, it would be like two months. Or, mm -hmm. So, with your good, um, like, history that you build up with using the credit, um, or for only gas and mm -hmm. miscellaneous things like that. Um, when it came time to buying a house, was it more just based off of your experience of what you've seen as a realtor? Is it similar, or do you think that it was harder 
because you filed for bankruptcy? You know, because it was such a long time ago, it wasn't a big deal. I've already reached that point where they kind of forgave you. Yeah. So once you do like a five or six year, I believe, they kind of, you know, and you and they see that you've improved and your credit score looks good, then mm-hmm. they, you know, they don't really penalize you for it. But okay. if I would have tried before that, it wouldn't, I don't think it would have. And, with, and it's, I know it's different types of bankruptcies, right? Mm-hmm. Because... I think someone told me it was 10 years. Like, if you found the bankruptcy, you can't do for 10 no, years. No, it drops off your credit in 10 years. Oh, did you yeah. file? Did you file? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. So once in ten, the 10-year process, just like, you know, your old debt or just like inquiries, you know, it's a certain amount of time that it stays there and then okay. it drops off. So for those bankruptcies. It's no need it to takes, report that after so long. It's a, no, it's not. Yeah. And then after 10 years, it drops off. Okay. Yep. And I, but did you file a certain type of bankruptcy? I don't remember if it was, I remember it's either 7 or 11, okay. but I think it was 7. Yeah, so the, I think the differences in the bankruptcies are uh, one of the bankruptcy basically demolishes all debt, mm-hmm. all debt. Another type, it only gets rid of certain debts okay. um, that you include into the bankruptcy, like mm-hmm. you have to list these debts, but if you did a, I think it's a chapter 13 that includes all debts. So any debts between the period of your bankruptcy, anything that might have came through would get demolished and would be added on to your bankruptcy. But if you, so if you choose something like that, like, will it make it harder? You know what I'm saying? Like, the, you know what I'm saying? You know how you have the situations like, for instance, you get a credit for it, right? Mm-hmm. You get a credit for it with a thousand dollar balance. Yeah. It's easier to pay it off or whatever, but you get something with $50,000. Right. Like, it's mm-hmm. going to be harder. Yeah. So does it is it the same? I mean, when it bankruptcy? when it comes to bankruptcy, all of that debt is included in the bankruptcy. So bankruptcy, so, bankruptcy, yeah, exactly. Debt. It doesn't matter how much it is; it's whatever. Like, excuse me, depending on the one that you do, you know, if you wash away all of the debt, that that fifty thousand dollars is wiped away. And like she said, after so long. That, that's not even looked at anymore. That's like, okay, I'm five, seven years in my bankruptcy. I've seen I've grown. I've been able to, within that five years, grow my credit. Because even after a bankruptcy, they they still give you things. Like right after your bankruptcy, maybe about two or three years, and mm-hmm. you'll start receiving credit card mm-hmm. offers, uh, auto pre-approved loans. Mm-hmm. They'll start sending you those things because they see they're trying to help you get a fresh start so that you can utilize and build your credit over. So I don't, I mean, I know for sure that a lot of people do it. A lot of people use it as a fresh start to, mm-hmm. you know, get rid of some debt. People, you can even do it on your business credit as well. Is it an age limit on bankruptcy? No, man. Yeah, Anybody can do it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, can you imagine being 18 and having to file for bankruptcy because like your mom used your name? Oh man, we know about that stuff. What? I heard those stories. Yeah. This is just a random thought for listening to both of you. But yeah. I will. That's crazy. That that happens normally in life. 
Mm-hmm. So, but you can also build your kids' credit now. Yep, you know, right. adding them on your credit card as authorized users, uh-huh. opening them up an account. I mean, they don't have to get they the card. Have to it, but yeah, but it just right helps. Mm-hmm. You know, it, uh-huh. it gives them a fresh start, so that when they get to that point, you know, yeah. it's like something that I me mean, personally, I never had, mm-hmm. and I wish that I was Somebody taught. Yeah, that I was taught more about it i had to kind of teach myself how to maneuver through the credit and mm-hmm. figure out and help pay this or you know then in college especially when you go to college they try to give you a whole bunch of credit cards that's what i was saying that's what my first credit card my first credit card was like sign up for this free pizza yeah and, you know we'll give you no sign up for something i don't even know what to sign up for and it was like we'll give you a free pizza and I promise you, that day was the day I told my daughter at the time. I was like, yeah, uh, when I come home, we're going to eat pizza <laughs> for dinner. Because I, all, I had, by me having her so young, I had to work so much. Mm-hmm. And I went to college full time and I worked full time. Mm-hmm. So I used to, at a point, used to be like, okay, I got two hours while I'm not doing nothing. I need to be with my daughter. Mm-hmm. And I need to make it fun. You know, I was like kind of Disney mom in a way. Yeah. And... I was like, yeah, I'll come home. I didn't have no money, but I was like, we're going to eat pizza for dinner. And I just walked past this sign that said, sign up for, I don't even remember what it was, but it was like, get a free pizza, medium. Get that. <laughs> I was like, I'll sign my okay, name on medium. the line. And when he got the pizza, came home, stuck to my word, brought her the pizza. We watched cartoons and then credit cards just start coming in. Mm-hmm. And at that time, as I mentioned at the beginning, I was taught unfortunately that this is free money mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like, it's not free money it's not free money no. and man similar to what you're saying <laughs> taking care of like your mom i was like 19 with this situation you know and it's just like okay you got credit cards with these high balance and the bills are due you know your mom can't pay her mortgage yep i maxed all these credit cards out literally paying bills yeah i do shopping spree i ain't gonna lie to get my car paying <laughs> <laughs> Blue paint job. It was glitter, so blue glitter, cutlass. So I remember. She's saying, "Go lie, dig it, my I did, I did." I got the tint. The windows tinted five percent. So she was happy about that car back. I did. I didn't do that with my money. She splurged, Josh. She splurged. Uh, but other than that, everything was about just paying. Um, taking care of home. Home, you know, mm-hmm. with my mom. And what straightened me out with credit alone was. It wasn't about buying a home or car. I went to work and I was working at Scott Air Force Base, right? Which was a government job. Mm-hmm. And it started off as an internship. I was still in college and um, I was a GS employee. And, you know, you have to get secret clearance and things like that because Scott Air Force Base is actually the headquarters for the United States Air Force. So mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I was like, I didn't. When I went, I got into this program, um, which are like all the elite people get into and I my boss was just a beautiful person inside and out she was just really setting me up for success um when I got to that program everyone was like how did you get here how did you get into Sky Air Force Base I'm like I don't know I was in college and I started on a job board you know position for internship and I filled it out I got it I don't I don't know but Yes, it was the headquarters. So this is where are your four-star generals. This mm-hmm. is where everyone is at, okay? So you got to have this um, secret clearance. Um, there are different types of clearances, of course, but I just needed the secret clearance, and I couldn't even get it 
because of my credit. Mm -hmm. So when I went to work, my boss pulled me to the side and she was like, I got a call at 6.30 a.m. to fire you because you did not pass your clearance. And I was like, huh? Wait, wait, what? You know, and she pulled out the, pretty much they had to justify why. Yeah. It was only my credit report. And she was like, bullet. What I asked them was to give you um, another clearance. I can't recall the name, but with this clearance, um, I can keep the job, but I can't really do the job because I can't go, you can go where you need areas. to go. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so if it was something wrong with the general computer, I couldn't do it, which that kind of, you know, devalue, add, take away from the value you add. But that alone was a wake up call because by then I was a mother, two daughters, and just by myself. And I was like, well, if I lost my job that day, I, I was going to pay for anything. Yeah, I can't provide. Yeah. So that's Let alone get my credit together. That's straight. That's straight. I spent yeah. straight up my credit. And then um, she also helped me with, um, you know, putting like 5% of your pay into this government account and they match you 5%. Mm, that's so awesome. It's money you never see, right? It's out of sight, out of mind. So when I decided to leave the... Um, GS job, um, I had all this money saved, and she said, well, okay, good. I'm proud of you, what you've done. You listened to me. She said, don't spend it. Transfer it to an IRA with, you know, Edward Jones, et cetera. So I did, then I invested in different stocks and bonds. So I sat still for a year after I cleaned all my credit, and then from there, I decided to purchase a home, yeah. which is why I think at the same time, it only took me one month, the entire process. The closing of course, as you mentioned, is one hour. My entire process, finding a home, looking forward, getting approved, was one month. It takes 30 days for the yeah. lender to basically get everything together okay. for your closing. Yeah. So the typical closing time period is about 30 days. Okay. Yeah, we were, I was just rolling. But I go, I mentioned this to ask you, this is my next question. How should you, like, if you want to buy a home, this is January, in June. Mm-hmm. six months from now what should you be doing today to be prepared to start that process in June the biggest thing is what we've been talking about you got to make sure your credit is on point mm-hmm. you have I mean the the higher credit score you have the you can take advantage of the lowest interest rate mm-hmm. so they'll accept you with a lower credit score yeah. but you, you know you're going to be paying more you're going to yeah. pay more? So yeah. I, I would definitely just really focus on um, paying off credit cards. That's really a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't close them. Um, I was always told to keep like a tiny balance on it just to keep it active. But okay. just pay off your credit cards. Um, they look for stable income. Yes. They, they really want to see at least two years that you have been Stability. in this position, mm-hmm. in this field, That's in order for them to feel comfortable lending you a hundred plus fifty thousand, whatever it is that you're applying for. Mm-hmm. Um, but mainly, you you really need to just focus on your credit and save your money mm-hmm. uh, because even though there is. Uh, programs that can assist you with your down payment, you still have a, a nice amount of yes. out-of-pocket costs at the very beginning. You're going to be up front. And if you don't have like a realtor that yes. explains this stuff to you prior to you going out looking at houses and really yeah. getting into it, you got to make sure you have all your ducks in a row because it, once you start, it goes pretty fast. Like it, sometimes mm-hmm. a month seems long, but 
It flies. No, unless, especially yeah. in the market we're in right now, mm-hmm. there's so much competition. There is for any well, beautiful starter, any home that is priced right, it has multiple offers. Yeah. That, there's five to six offers on each house, and it's it's getting sold within a, a week at mm-hmm. the very most. Same. Some of them within a day, some of them, depending on the house in the area. It's flying off the market, so you have to be prepared with coming up with closing costs. A lot of people bank on having the seller pay for your closing costs. Yes, that happens sometimes. Sometimes you can, you negotiate, know, you can do that, but not in the market we're in right now. It's not guaranteed. Right no. now, I I've been able to have one of my clients' um, closing costs paid, but that's because no one else was making an offer on the house. Right. So they were ready to just get rid of the house. Mm-hmm. So they agreed to pay your closing costs. But anybody else, like you have to be prepared to pay your closing costs. If you get the house, you have to be prepared to pay for your inspections. Mm-hmm. There's You have 10 days to get an inspector out there to look over the house to make sure everything looks good. And that can be anywhere between three to 900, depending on what you ask for them to inspect. Yeah, You need your earnest money. So you have to have... Another Everything. Right yeah. So you definitely need to save, like prepare for the worst, but hope for the best. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah, that I'm was awesome. Like, I don't know how it happened. <laughs> <laughs> you got it done. I, I didn't get any coaching. I got. I had a friend who I was just letting them know, like I was just talking, like yeah, you know, I think I'm gonna buy a house next year. So I'm gonna sit still for a year in this apartment, and then next year I'll buy a house. And he's like, oh, I got a realtor. I'm like, cool. So came time to it. I contact the realtor. Realtor was like, all right, yep. Boom, boom, boom. And the person was awesome and helped me, but it really wasn't too much coaching prior to. And I think that that's pretty good. Like if you want to buy a house six months from now, start asking questions today. Now. Don't wait until it's time. Like, I didn't know. I didn't know. Because just how you're mentioning, like, well, if you, here's a checklist, you know, mm-hmm. knock off these pretty much five things and you will be in a good shape in six months, mm-hmm. you know, versus me. I just was like, all right, plug it in. Let's <laughs> and I'm sitting here like, oh my God, it was so stressful. I didn't know. I didn't know. Yeah. And so my next question is, because as I mentioned, also, I thought being a first time home buyer mm-hmm. and the different grants and stuff that were out there, I had no idea I was going to have to put a down payment on anything mm-hmm. until a couple of days, the weekend, which the bank is closed after a certain time, not open on Sundays. You can't get big checks to clear in that short period of time, which I had to pray to God that that was happening. What are your top three? Um, yeah, your top three programs that you suggest for first time home buyers. So I, I, I honestly, um, I like to stay in my lane. Like this is really the lender side, mm-hmm. but I do have like I keep up with them so they can tell me like what are the programs that they recommend to mm-hmm. um, clients. And she, they, they tell me a four of them, but three of them do have the option of not putting anything down. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is you have to qualify for them. Yes, there's yes. income limits. There's um, credit, a certain amount of credit um, score that you need to have, mm-hmm. but um, the ones that do have those programs is um, like NECAC, mm-hmm. um, Beyond Housing, and I think it's Shinoa, mm-hmm. and then there's MNDC that they require 3.5% down, but there's, you have to just kind of 
talk to your lender and have them advise you like which ones you the best would probably qualify for. But you can, I mean, for the most part, a lot of people do get help with their um, their First down time. payment. Yeah, yeah, it's just their closing costs that they need to come up with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this makes me want to go back and look at my papers. Like, wait, how wait a minute, did it cost? Right, <laughs> wait a minute, let me go look back. Yes, you have to. You can't just. Yes. Um, you know, like whenever I work with someone, I I kind of see them like their family, like yeah. this is a friend. Like the, you, you know, you instant like I instantly make a connection with them mm-hmm. and kind of just look out for them, like I would look out for my mom or my sister. Mm-hmm. So I'm constantly on the lenders, like I and plus I've developed good relationships with with a handful of them where mm-hmm. we're friends as well, and mm-hmm. I can every week what's going on with the file? Do you need anything? Because I I it's stressful that you know you submit. A whole bunch of paperwork to them and then you're at work and they're telling you we need this stuff we need some more paperwork yeah exactly oh my god this is the exact exactly yeah that's <laughs> and that's real so i always every week i will like just send a text message hey what's going on do you guys need anything mm-hmm. so i can reach out to them just so that you're prepared for everything i try to try i like i like to take the stress yeah. You know, like I will, there's fires that happen behind the scenes all the time that I will not notify you until I have a, a resolution mm-hmm. for it and tell you to so you can, you know, know how to fix it. And because it, it, the last thing I want it to be is stressful. So, how do you prep your clients to get ready? Like, okay, I see what you want. You're good here, you're good there. Let me just prep you on this because as much as I am going to help reduce this stress and take her or prepare you or heads up, this is going to be stressful. Mm-hmm. Do you do any? Mm-hmm. A buyer's consultation. Okay. Everybody that's referred to me or comes to me about it and they're really one, they're serious about it prior, prior to COVID, we would, I would meet them here or at, you know, Starbucks and just sit down. I have a packet for them, like out-of-pocket expenses that they should expect in the beginning. I have a paper of um, assistant programs, and I have um, documentation that tells you how much your inspections might be. So I kind of show you everything up front, mm-hmm. so that you know what you need on your end. Yeah. And then when you're when you you know if you think you're ready, then we'll move on to actually getting approved for the loan. Because yeah. yeah, there's no point in moving anywhere if you can't get approved for the loan first. Exactly. So, I always do the buyer's consultation. A lot of times they already come pre-approved, which is nice, but Mm -hmm. they really don't know where to go for that as well. So I will give them some referrals and then we'll go from just talking about the whole process from beginning to end. Yeah. And getting them, you know, connected with the lender. And once that's done, then the fun part starts where you get to look at the fun part starts. (laughs) I have a question as well. Um, so is there like a big, huge difference in the process? Say, for instance, you want to buy a lot that you want to build your home on versus just actually buying a home that's already there. You mean like new build? Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Like- so say, for instance, you want to build your own home. Um, and so you want to purchase the land in which you want to purchase your home. Is there like a, a different process that goes? Like, do you still go through lenders? Like, how does that work? Yeah, you would still get approved from the lender for certain for whatever amount that you get approved for. But if you're wanting to build, you go straight to the builders 
and they will show you what lots they have available okay. for the type of house that you're looking to build. And that's usually like included. Well, they'll have that price in, in addition to the price of the build, the, the basic model. And then they have all of the upgrade prices and everything. So it, the builder actually has all of that. Oh, okay. Okay. That's pretty, a lot of people are yes. towards building right now. Yes. So that's, my, that's my dream. To build a home. Yeah. I want all my toilets to be fresh. <laughs> I want, I want the first the first ass on my toilets to be mine. <laughs> so what do you find is the biggest challenge as a realtor? My, I, listening to you, I'm just like, oh my God, the more and more you tell your story and everything, I think it's people. And I'm just like, how does she deal with people in the most, one of the most stressful decisions that they're making? This was on my mind when we were talking about yeah. it. I can't. Honestly, um, working for so many years in a dental office really prepared me to handle all different types of personalities. <laughs> all in people's so, mouth. So, yeah. When I, <laughs> the people part's easy for me. Okay. It's really, really easy for me. You're like literally their therapist. Oh, yeah, you're, you're, it, it's your swag. <laughs> yeah, you wear all types of hats. But honestly, the people, that's the fun part for me. Like, I have had difficult you know clients but they don't mean it they're literally purchasing one of the biggest yeah investments you know and they're so like you have to understand that people are stressed crazy. like <laughs> their anxiety yeah i think really for me it's not even it's not even um not even for that like i honestly the my biggest thing is comparing myself to other realtors mm -hmm. like you see like people that are you know closing three four closings a month mm -hmm. and you know they're out there and they're doing things and i'm like dang you know it's i'm naturally like um competitive so i'm like dang what am i doing wrong what do i need to be doing like i need to like step my game up like what's mm -hmm. going on like that i think is what your biggest challenge mm -hmm. yeah. right now. Just to stay in yeah. your own lane. Just don't. don't yeah, stay in your own lane. Like the best, because I think we, we always talk about entrepreneurship and staying in different lanes. Well, both of us, we sell shoes as well. So I think that is the biggest factor of just like understanding to stay in your own lane and to focus on what your dreams and accomplishments and goals are. But always also like having a back of supporting the other people that are next to you and also learning from those people as well. So not really looking to compete, right. but to understand what, like you said, what I'm doing wrong, what can I do to get me to that point? So like, just think about one bread, all the bread companies, like it's thousands of bread companies, different types of bread. You know, everybody likes the different type of bread. They, you know, they're still going to pick that one, but that one might be a little cheaper, but that one's that one, you know, yeah. just, everybody got the man, everybody got the recipe, the man. Mm -hmm. And they all making money. Yes. So. That is pretty though too. And it, that brings me to my next question for you. Um, how do you continue to learn to stay on top of things within your role? especially with it being such a competitive yeah. industry. Yeah, I mean, they do um, require you to do continuing education every two years, but um, I also take webinars, classes, and certain topics that mm -hmm. I feel like I need to brush up on, mm -hmm. so I'll kind of do things like that on my own, but then I'm also, like, members of um, 
the St. Charles and St. Louis RIAs, which is the Real Estate Investing Association. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I like to go to their meetings. Like I, go, I used to go to their monthly meetings to just mm-hmm. kind of see what's going on with investing, wholesaling. So I kind of just like internet, read, every, you know, every, yeah. educate yourself, yeah. stay, stay abreast of our new knowledge. Because everything changes. Everything changes with real estate. Like there's, so, it's not just one set thing. That puts me into mind of how we just kind of mentioned it with social media. Mm-hmm. Everything is just changing around us, and we gotta stay on top of it. So yeah. Social media, at this point, I feel like you just gotta pick your poison. Like, I don't think. Well, I don't want to say it in that way because that may not be the way to say it. Say, I don't think that you can't conquer them all because you can, especially if you have a team. Yeah. But you need assistance. Yes, I think that you have to pick which one really flows better. It's for food. you. Mm-hmm. For me, with by us being in the shoe retail um, industry, the footwork industry, originally, I thought Instagram was the it one. Right. So I kind of like just left Facebook as is. Like, who cares about Facebook? Mm-hmm. But I would go to my website and see most of my visitors are from Facebook. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why? How? Who, who on Facebook? Yep. You know, and I pay more attention. So when I pay Facebook and Instagram could be neck and neck depending on what I'm advertising or marketing, but Facebook is surprisingly like have drives a lot of traffic to my website. Yes. And it's like, okay, so you are, you originally think, okay, the girls are on Pinterest, mm-hmm. Instagram, you know, Twitter, I don't know. Oh, no, it will be the platforms that are more easily for us to use, more easily for us to be transparent with, and all we have to do is just express our passion. Mm-hmm. And so researching and looking into these different platforms all the time, um, reading up on them, reading up on the newest thing. Of course, we you know Clubhouse, mm-hmm. um, TikTok, especially after COVID. I think everybody that thought TikTok was the dumbest thing is like, right. Yeah. Uh, we got something to do now. But it's so cool though, just to see the platform and how it has like taken off and yeah. like how and then it's really fun, like fun activities to do with kids. It's yeah. fun to like just explore as well. Or even like when we did the TikTok with the shoe businesses and that's what we did. (laughs) Like and just put you know what I'm saying? It's really like a a good thing for everybody. I have me myself, I don't know how to do the last TikTok I did was that one Mm -hmm. and I ain't did no TikTok since, but I I like watching them and I think they're I think they're funny and just like the whole Mm -hmm. technology. It's like basically it's allowing someone who doesn't really know about technology to really dive into technology and to do all these different things. Is on TikTok. <laughs> she doesn't make a video, but she like oh you said she comes over and she just putting on TikTok on her phone and she just watching video after video, mm-hmm. bugging up. And <laughs> I was like, what is this? Yeah. I'm I'm really surprised though, um, aside from actual everything else, how dope and how creative so many people are. Man. And that's the inspiration you get behind it. And then we got to understand we're not them. Right. <laughs> we can be creative in our own ways, yeah. you know, utilizing yeah. the exact same tools. So mm-hmm. just mentioning that, that. That's something that's... A lot of people are bored as well. Yeah. So when boredom strikes, you do things. Man, look, so. I'm here for that ring light. Doing take three. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Let me do this over. Let me do this over. So I yeah. love my ring light too. Yeah. So we got to make sure we, you know... We all did take the lamp when we turned the camera on. Um, okay, so back to the real estate. 
this is a question um, that I had because just like I am mentioning in preparation, I was just trying to prepare for today. And I was thinking like, hmm, how is it for you being a female and being a realtor? Mm -hmm. Because you come across strangers, men, you're mm -hmm. very beautiful on it. Oh my God! She said, "Cutie." <laughs> y'all don't see her picture, y'all. She's so cute. Yeah, you're a very beautiful woman. Um, how dangerous do you think, as a real estate, it is for women when you have to enter the houses? And what precautions do you take as a female? It's really, it's, it's, it's really dangerous. It really is. Yeah. You have to be on your P's and Q's at all times. I, when I first started, um, my first brokerage I was at, they. Um, they would send me to go show houses from internet leads. So it's just like a stranger that's on mm -hmm. Zillow yeah. has an interest in a house and they, you know, there's an option to contact the realtor to go see this house. So mm, it's anybody. It's just literally anybody. And it took like the first couple of times I went out is when I recognized that these are men, you know, and I'm by myself. So I just, I, I started to think to myself, like, what can I do to be safe? Because I'm a very cautious person anyway. I'm mm -hmm. always, I know what's going on around me. Mm -hmm. I'm, Paying attention. I know, I, I mean, I, I shouldn't know, but I know the conversation that's right next to me. Like, I'm listening and I'm watching at all times. So the thing that I kind of started doing was I would always show up to the appointment 30 minutes early. Mm -hmm. So I would go into the house. I would turn on all the lights just to get a show ready. Get familiar with the house in case they have questions, but I would locate all of the exits mm -hmm. and I would unlock the doors on, yeah. all, of the, on all of the all of the doors, you know, like from the decks or downstairs if it has a walkout. So I would unlock all the doors. And at first I would bring in a baseball bat. I used to play softball when I was younger and I always had my bat in the trunk. I literally will put my baseball bat like in by the front door somewhere where they can't see it. Mm -hmm. They don't see that I'm crazy, but <laughs> no, you're not crazy. You're just cautious. Yeah. So I would. Um, I was always early, and I had my little weapon right by the front door. But whenever I would meet the, the the person, I never walked around in the house with them. So that's why I would get familiar with the house. Oh. I would just let them go. I would stay by the front door, and I would just let them go and mm -hmm. watch and look at the house. And if they have questions, they can come back. Door, so where I had my bat just in case and, you know, <laughs> yeah. and so I would, I would do that but in addition to that I also have an app and every person needs to have this app it's called Moonlight hmm. and um, um, what you do is you you open it up you open it up and you there's this button right here that you press mm -hmm. So you have to keep, if you feel like something is not right, you keep your finger on here. And then once you, and what this does is it sends a signal to the nearest police station to give mm -hmm. them where you are. Okay. So when you take your finger off, if you don't put in a code, mm -hmm. it um, the police will be on their way. That's so the code yeah, that's awesome. Um, it tells them it's a false alarm, you know, I'm fine. You know, so mm -hmm. I have that too. So I... You know, I try to do like several different things. Yeah, that's a good app though. Before, so I always have to like think of what I can do. I've never even heard of that. Hey, we learned something new today here on the High Heels and Tea podcast. Have it ready, y'all. Hey. I feel like, you know, of course, everybody can only go off of. 
um, movies and shows. Man. And the realtor is always walking the person around like, yeah, yes. so this room yeah. and it is and yeah. you know, not for a stranger. Yeah. If I know you, we've had our buyer's consultation. I trust like you. Like so yeah. yeah, then of course we're gonna tour the house together. But okay. if I'm just meeting you uh, just like how I used to. Mm-mm. So you'll be able to greet them at the door and say upstairs you'll find two bedrooms, a half bath, mm-hmm. and yeah. full closet. Except I'll be right here if you need any mm-hmm. questions. Yep. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. Yep. And you know, that is. All the exits yep. Like Can I buy sneak up behind you See? while you're showing stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's real smart. Still to this day, when I have to do business with men, I'll be like, hey, um, I'm cool. I ain't got no problems, but. I want to make sure you guys just in case because I know I'm a small woman, mm-hmm. very short, mm-hmm. and I just feel like the somebody gonna pick you up. Yeah, yeah, and my swiggle bed, all you have to do is grab it, and I'm the <laughs> shit out of love. And it's like, oh my god, why not try to swing in bed? So if I don't have somebody to help jump you, <laughs> I'm going down. <laughs> what you gonna do? Because I can't fight you by myself. I know I can't fight you by myself. I need mm-hmm. something a little more like, oh, I'm going to knock you out. So I still, to this day, um, when some my crushes I take, I never go live wherever I'm at. You know, mm-hmm. like we did live from my house, but you didn't, you know where I was at my house. You don't know where I stayed. So right. I put my address in there. So when I do events or something, something like that, only time I go live is when I'm on my way out the door. Mm-hmm. So I don't go live if I'm just here. Yeah. Um, I know me and you, we have to do network events. If I have to go live and let the people know I'm there, mm-hmm. then I got already, I've already taken other precautions. Yeah. Letting someone know like, hey, I need you here. Right. And my husband know I'm right here. Stay close or whatever may have you. Um, because I have to do this public event. And I've had, and I'm pretty sure you've had, I've had those DMs like, are you still there? And I'm like, yeah, I'm here, come pull up, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, wait, who are you? <laughs> but like, wait a minute. I because my mind is in business mode. And I'm like, yeah, come up and come check me out. But it's really a creep, you know, mm-hmm. just like, hey, hey, I saw you live. I'm not gonna just come back some uh, shoes. Just come back some shoes. Just right? go back some shoes. That's all. <laughs> I just want to sell shoes. We don't. Hey. We don't want nothing. No, else. no problem. Yeah. <laughs> but one of my things is I never go live where I'm actually at, even with pictures. When I take pictures, yeah, I will post my location. But by the time I posted, that was probably this morning I was there. Yeah, I'm in the bed and freaking, you know, basketball yeah. shorts and big t-shirts. And that's another thing that people they lack the knowledge of as far as like going out of town mm-hmm. and posting and keeping yeah. up with you and going yeah. live and everybody know that you're there. And like, oh, mm-hmm. I've been yeah. trying to break in your house five days. <laughs> Today is the day. <laughs> yeah, that's what they do and it's like the internet and creeps. You don't know who's who, what type of friend exactly. Everybody's watching. What type of now with the whole stories things and it's everything is just easily accessible and if people can tap into you especially with your business they try to use that against you so you do have to be cautious and you have to be you know on alert and you know you try not to be like that Mm -hmm. but you have to be you have to be Especially yeah. you've been watching, what well, is it, the IG channel? <laughs> mm-hmm. You have to understand, yeah. you know, it's not that you're paranoid, that this is... People is crazy. Growing, it's somewhere, it's somewhere people in the world. It's very, very people. And honestly, yeah. the more and more you live, the more you come into terms with it. Man. Because growing up, I think it used to be definitely like some strange stuff that would happen or some weird stuff that would happen. And like, wow, you know, but now you see how common... 
It is. It's not weird. Like, this is very common for someone to watch you on social media and see that you're live somewhere and pop up. Uh You know, and stalk you. All these different things. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. We got to be careful. Yes. Okay. So, here's a question, too, that I came um, up with just just from the research that I was doing. (laughs) And I was like, this is a good question because... Number one, it will help people further understand how going with you as a realtor is different from anyone else Mm -hmm. um, based off of your passion for it, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, So the question is this, okay? A lot of people say real estate is becoming obsolete Mm -hmm. because anyone can become a real estate agent, Mm -hmm. okay? In about six weeks. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what we see it, okay? Uh, I was yeah, so. but it's a oh, different no. though. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> she like first off. Okay. I think um, that can do it. Buyers are now doing a lot of work that the agent used to do, right? Um, what do you think about this perception? Number one, and then two, what are the upsides of choosing you as a realtor versus home searching yourself? You know, I when. The primers is that they're doing a lot of work that the realtor used to do. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I can I can see that they're doing is they have access to the houses too. So they don't have mm-hmm. to wait for us to send them the new listings that come up because they can jump on Zillow and Realtor and they can see mm-hmm. what houses are for sale. But what they don't have, what we do have, is access to a seller's disclosure mm-hmm. that you know explains the condition of the house and any type of um, issues that it might have. So using a realtor, you know, can save you some time instead of, you know, because this house could have had major foundation issues that you wouldn't know about, that you're like taking off work to go try and, and contact the, the listing agent. So they, um, so there's that part. But mm-hmm. then I think like, I don't know, working with me, it's just a matter of, um, I, I really don't do it for the paycheck. Mm-hmm. I really don't. Like I really do care and want to be there and help yeah. them. I've always wanted to help people. I've always wanted to work in something where I wanted to help people and I feel like make a difference. And a lot of, um, I, I will see like certain, you know, things on social media where certain realtors will only work with people in certain areas Mm -hmm. or, you know, um, price points Mm -hmm. and things like that. Like I am open Mm -hmm. and willing to help anybody that is that needs help so right it's right. just a matter of just knowing that someone has your back you yeah. know that's really looking out for you and not gonna let you just buy any old house because i want to get paid you know like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna treat you just like a paycheck like i like you if we're working together we're working together yeah like it's not it's not gonna be something where you feel like someone's just Therefore, the change. Yeah, because a lot, because a lot of people think, you know, like I think too, when you know, everyone wants to be a realtor because they always see the 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 good stuff. They see the closings. They see the pictures with the schools. The money. Yeah, all kinds of money. I mean, the money is decent. Yes. However, they you don't see all of the stuff that happens behind the scenes. Yeah. There's so much that happens behind the scenes that you know. You don't really recognize them. A lot of people get into real estate because they're like, oh, it's easy money. Yes. And then they get into it and they're like, I gotta do what? <laughs> I gotta work. Yeah. Wait. You work. I do all of this for free. Yes. You work mm-hmm. up for free for however long with that person up until you 
Give them to the closing table. And, mm-hmm. and yep. as you know, it might not be always because yep. you can walk away and have an issue. And yeah. still, you know, like you, you did all of this work for nothing. <laughs> That is dope too because it's this one reality show on um, Netflix, and I think it's called like Selling Sunset or something. I don't know, but it's a show, a show about realtors mm-hmm. um, selling like the big houses on in Hollywood somewhere. Yeah, that's and a nice paycheck. <laughs> they look like it's a nice yeah. paycheck. So real estate has never been like my passion, mm-hmm. but because of what I hear, mm-hmm. how if you do this. You can be in so many words set. You can make good money. Yeah. I always kept the interest. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know what, I'll do it as a little hustle so I can get some extra coins or mm-hmm. whatever. But I'm glad that you kind of clarified um, the, why, why you're doing it. And it goes back to what you were saying, that just being um, on the administrative side, mm-hmm. I believe you said, and you saw how happy people were. We're getting homes and you relate to that. I think that's so dope because it really just speaks to your character that you just like to help people. So yeah, I was young. I was like nineteen. Yeah. That's so, time. so for everybody that <laughs> wanna know why, okay, you should do a realtor, make sure that number one, that they express those people characteristics yeah. and really relate to people themselves. Cause you have to click. You have to be able to, you know, hang out with this person, mm-hmm. trust this person. Yeah. Because if you, don't, if some seems, you oh, know, it's endless. The person is not gonna have any empathy for you when you're having a hard day because they're, they're gonna be like, "Look, do you have a paperwork or not?" Exactly. <laughs> I got time for this. The vibe is off. I don't care about the dog. Like, but your kids look. Yeah. You said this is what you want to do. Do you want to do it or not? Because again, it's not a passion. I've heard stories. I've heard yeah. stories from people that started off with someone and then they were linked to me, and I'm like, he said what? <laughs> Say you buy the house or not? Yeah, not we don't have time for this stuff. Oh, bye. Yeah. You got any other questions that you have? Uh nope, I don't have any other questions. Sure. Uh, the question I did have is not in my brain anymore. Sorry. I Everywhere. Yeah, so it's just my first name, Z-U-L-I-B-E-T-H, or if it's easier, you can always give me a call, 314-443-4291. Zulabeth. Zulabeth. <laughs> Thank you so, so much again for sitting down with us. Thank you for um, having me. We really, really appreciate this because we, um, one of our goals for 2021 is to definitely take our podcast to the next level and we really want to help other entrepreneurs mm-hmm. um have um our our i'm sorry our podcast platform as a sense of press as a sense of connecting um with their audience as well so thank you for choosing us and we definitely chose you and yes for all the information that you share with our can I say one last thing? Sure. Because I did want to mention um, anybody that's listening, if you really think about, um, if you're thinking about getting into the industry, please feel free to reach out to me too. If you have any questions, I would love to help because, you know, you really need someone. If it's something you want to get into, you really want to get into it with like the right people that will show you, you know, the way to get around because it's pretty, it's pretty hard when you're out there on your own. It's 
not the easiest thing to get into. So yes, any questions, I would love to help. Thank you. Yes. Thank you guys Thank for listening you. to the High Heels and Tea podcast. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. If you love this episode, please subscribe and leave us a review. I really want to hear what you enjoy. What were your main takeaways? I also want to know what you want to hear us talk about next. And since we love Instagram, you can go to hashtag High Heels and Tea Podcast and find our latest post and leave a question in the comments. We love reading through comments and we will make sure to answer them on our next podcast.